Well, g'day, ladies and gents, and welcome to... I'm, I'm pretty sure it's episode 25. Is it episode 25? I don't know. We had a bit of a technical issue with the uh, Anchor app. Um, it decided to self-delete. <laughs> Went to shit real quick. Um, so I've had to... Uh, I've had to change things around a bit, um, but you know, I figured I've had a few people ask me, you know, when's my next uh, episode coming out, and I, you know, I haven't had a chance to sort of get it sorted. Um, but now I do. I've got a bit of free time. Um, it has been flat out uh, trying to get things done. Um, yeah, guys, it's been good. It's been really productive. Uh, probably too productive, to be honest. Um, the last. Probably five weeks I've been smashing out courses. I've been rehashing on what I've missed out for the last two years. Um, I've been redoing tickets, uh, certifications. Uh, it's been one day after another of courses. Um, not complaining, it's good. Because like I said, I've been out for two years and a lot can happen in the, uh, in the industry over two years, especially in engineering. Right. A lot of things change, new rules, new practices. It can, it can be quite daunting. And I'll be honest with you, ladies and gents, it was. It was it was very daunting. <laughs> but we got there. I got there in the end, and uh, I'm actually pretty happy um, that I've got it out of the way now. And uh, now it's all downhill from here before I return back to full duties with uh, the company that I work for. Um, so I'm looking forward to that, ladies and gents. I'm looking forward to getting back to FIFO, looking forward to uh, getting back to some normality. Uh, but at the same time, it's uh, you know it's for a short term, not a long term. I've got another maybe two years in mining before I decide to uh, pull the pin and focus on what I really want to do, which is acting, comedy, all that kind of stuff. Now, where do we start? Where do we kick off? Well, first and foremost, I reckon we should I should kick off with some uh, some other podcast and uh, other organisation organisation. Oh, pfft, come on, great, use your words. Organisational. Uh, oh, I can't even fucking talk. <laughs> other companies that I support and I uh, that I like and um, you know they've. They're fantastic. They do great things for uh, not only the veteran community but the first responder communities. Um, you know, they're just an amazing group. First and foremost is uh, a good mate of mine, Vincent Rocco Vargas. He runs the Vinnie Rock podcast. Check it out. Um, he's a wise dude, ladies and gents. You've got to get onto this fella. He is a very, very wise man. Um, he talks everything from you know, obviously uh, military stuff to day to day stuff. Um, you know what he does as an actor, what he did as a veteran, and where he's going moving forward. And uh, he hits a nail on the head. He really does. Um, he's said some great things, done some great things. <sighs> Just can't, you can't beat it, to be honest. It's like, it's very inspiring stuff. So if you're a veteran, or you're a first responder, or you're looking at getting into the military, or looking at coming out of the military, get onto the Vinnie Rock podcast, have a listen, check it out. Definitely worth the time. The other situation that Rocco runs is an organisation called Veteran, which is a better veteran, and he is doing great things for that situation. That is coming in leaps and bounds. Uh, again, it's all about being, uh, you know, 
that transition phase, that uh, how to be a better veteran, how to get away from those demons that are nipping at your heels, you know, how to climb out of the bottle and not climb back in again. You know, this, 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 that's just a few of a thousand things that are going on with veteran. And uh, I'll tell you what, ladies and gents, again, you just have to listen to Rocco's passion when it comes to improving the uh, the standards and and you know improving those people's lives. You just need to just jump on it. Check it out, Veteran and the Vinnie Rock Podcast. They're two main suggestions that I'll give you. And then the other one, the other one obviously is Drinking Bros which is another organization I'm a part of. Uh, I've been a member of Drinking Bro since 2016. And uh, I'll tell you what, I've met some absolute mad units via that page. Fantastic bunch of people. If you're having trouble, if you're not too sure, there is different subgroups of Drinking Bros. There's, you know, Drinking Bros Vigilant Guard. There's Drinking Bro Selfies. There's Drinking Bro Pets. There's Drinking Bro Mains. There's Drinking Bro Down Under. There's Drinking Bro Mining Oil and Gas. You know, there's Drinking Bros Walkabout, which is, you know, one that I moderate. You know, there's just, there's a lot of sub-pages for, for Drinking Bros. So if one doesn't work for you, I guarantee the other one will. One of them. One of them will work for you. So check them out. Drinking Bros, ladies and gents, get onto them. They are a fantastic page. Um, and like I said, you'll meet some great people. You might make some new mates out of it. I know I have. It's been fucking fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> so, kicking off with uh, with this episode, I guess I'll kick off with uh, something that happened last night. Um, it happens quite a bit at the moment. Um, it's I'm going to say quite concerning, um, but at the same time, it's very enlightening because it's actually showing me who my my real mates are and uh, who aren't my real mates. Now, first and foremost, my real mates know who they are. I can count my real mates on my hand, right? They're my best mates. They're the the men and women I can go to if I am not 100% or I've got something exciting or, you you know, vice versa. I can sit down to these people and I can tell them my deepest, darkest thoughts and they will not judge me, you know, they're there no matter what. They're my best mates. I have a lot of people that I know. They are mates, but they're not my best mates. They're people that I know. And and this is where it's coming full circle right now. Last night at uh around about midnight, I was uh I was I was in bed by probably nine o'clock last night I've been uh, been doing a couple of exams over the last couple of days so it's you know crucial to get a good night's sleep and uh, prepare for those exams the next day and uh, my phone I keep my phone um, uh, I keep the noise the the ringtone on just for the simple fact that even though I'm still doing courses and doing exams I am technically still at work so I could still receive a phone call from someone up on site asking for information or assistance on a problem um, it just depends um, so that's kind of habit for me. I, I tend to keep my phone on at night just in case there's that emergency call. Now, 12 o'clock last night, I hear the phone ring. I look at it, and it's a mate of mine that I've known since 2016. We haven't been, like, 
strong mates, but you know, he was the type of bloke. If I was ever in his town, I'd call him up and go, "Hey, mate, you came for a beer, right?" He's one of them blokes. Not a bad guy. Good guy. Now I got a, I got a out of the blue. I haven't spoken to this fella for two years, right? Uh, the last time I spoke to him was uh, he asked me if I wanted to come down for a beer, and I said, "Nah, mate, I'm I'm injured. Um, I'm about to go in for surgery. I can't, you know, I can't really travel far." And he seen it, didn't respond to it. So I thought, well, yeah, whatever, carrying on with my life. And for two years, didn't see him. Boom, get a message from him last night. Why are you avoiding me? Because, you know, <laughs> like I've been intentionally avoiding him. Fuck. I messaged back. I'm like, what, what are you talking about? It's 12 o'clock at night. How much have you had to drink? Now, first two questions you're going to get from me if you do this to me, ladies and gents. The first question is how much have you had to drink and why are you messaging me now? Why message me at 12 o'clock on a, on a weeknight when you know that nine times out of ten most people are working. Why do that? Now, the response I got back from this bloke was, oh, fuck you, you don't know me. And I thought, all right, no, fucking fair enough, I don't. I don't know you. But you've just given me a reason why I don't want to know you. Now, this person, I've never seen him drunk. Yeah, we've drank beers together, we got pretty buzzed. But at that point, it's like, all right, mate, I'm going to go see you later. I've never actually seen him get fuck-eyed. And I found out last night why I don't get fuck-eyed with him. Now, one thing that really shocked me, one thing that really sort of threw me out from this was, you've changed. Ever since you've gone into stand-up comedy, you've changed. Okay. So I asked him, so I said, I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? That was my response, ladies, and as brutal as that was, I was just like, what the fuck are you talking about? How the fuck have I changed? Nothing's changed apart from the fact that I go, I do stand-up comedy every so often. I'm still the same bloke he worked with back in 2016. I'm still the same bloke that he had beers with, and nothing's fucking changed apart from the fact that I couldn't travel down five hours to go see him because I was injured. You know, I didn't have that luxury to jump in my car and drive down that's what I didn't understand where did this entitlement come from with this bloke and this his response after that was oh you're a flog you drop your mates you drop your best mates and you and you disappear that was his response so I didn't even bother answering. I just I put the phone down, went back to sleep, but I was stewing on it. I woke up the next morning. I was like, "What the? Fu- who the fuck is this guy to say that?" And it, it actually got to me because here I am thinking, "Well, you know, fuck, I haven't heard from this bloke in two years' time, and that's what he drops. Like, what the fuck?" He knew I was injured. He knew I had to go through rehabilitation. He knew I had to get all this shit done to get shit right. Not once did I receive a phone call from him. Not once did he offer to come around and see me. So why does he? Why did he think that I was avoiding him? Why does he think I was abandoning him? I don't. I don't get it. And I was sitting. There, I was thinking about it. I was thinking about it all day today. I was like, "What? What is up with this dude? What? What is? What the fuck is going on?" 
And then I thought about it. Old mate had been drinking, obviously. Obviously he'd been on the wallop, had a fucking skin full and decided, you know what, I haven't heard anything from Grey. I'm going to say something to him. And he's done that. But then you look at the, the past choices this dude's made. Those past choices, you, you, you look at them and, you, and it makes sense to me now. This, this, this bloke was, um, how do you put it? If it got too hard, don't bother. That was his, that was his context. If it got too hard, don't bother. He would wonder why uh, he was getting phone calls from the banks. You know, when when we were working together, he was always on the phone with the banks. They were always chasing money. They were always chasing something from him. And he'd always say to me, "Ah, oh, fuck him, fuck him." Choices, the choices he made throughout his life led to that text message last night. He was upset because he couldn't achieve. He was upset because he chose not to achieve. See, the, the, the idea of putting your head down and butt up with him fucking scares him. It terrifies him. And it comes out in, in shitty ways. And it came out last night. He got on the piss. He must have been sitting there for hours. Thinking of himself as the victim, not the not the transgressor, the victim. Right? And when I say he wasn't thinking transgression, when you when you when you when something goes wrong in your life, you sit there and you go, Why is it happening to me? Why did this happen to me? What have I done? Not how did I get here? Why did I get here? And what should I be doing to get out of here? Because that's something, that's something you've got to take into consideration, ladies and gents. Things that happen to you in your life, nine times out of ten, they happen for a reason. It's still, I mean, look, the stats and the facts are clear. If something happens to you and you don't see it coming... Yeah, okay, that's, that's, yeah, that's bad. You didn't see it coming, but look at the choices that you made to get to that point. Now, I'm not saying, you know, I'm not saying everything's like that, but when you think about it, right, you, uh, you could be walking down the street, yeah? You walk down that street every day and you choose to look at the pavement. Right, you don't you don't choose to look anywhere else. You choose to look at the pavement and you walk. Now, I want you to think about that for a minute. What do you what do you see apart from the pavement? You don't see anything. You just see the pavement. Now, you do this for 365 days a year, seven days a week, 24 hours, whatever. Walking down that sidewalk, that footpath, you're looking at the pavement. And then one day, out of the blue, bang, you walk into someone and you fucking fall down and you crack your skull open and then you're out cold and then you wake up three months later out of a coma and you get told that you're a paraplegic. You know, this is this is worst case scenario, of course, ladies and gents, but you sit there and you lay in the bed and you go, how did that happen? 
Why did that happen to me? People don't stop and look around. People don't make the choice to stop and look around. And this is what my mate's done. He spent his entire life looking at the pavement and not looking up what's ahead of him. Not only has he missed opportunities, but he's missed out on crucial parts of life. I want you to think about that for a minute. Are you one of these people that sits at home and dwells on what they should have been? Wondering why it didn't happen for you? Because that's, that's the mentality you have to get out of. That's, that's the situation where you have to put the skids on and go, right, I need to change something. It's easier to change than it is to fucking stay where you are. I can assure you. I'm speaking from experience, ladies and gents. I'm not just saying I'm not just saying this because I can. It's because I've gone through it myself. I was one of them people that was looking at the pavement, not looking up. I missed out on opportunities. I missed out on crucial events in my life. And let me tell you, as much as I do that what if situation, no. It's not right. You've got to you've got to stop this looking down at the pavement shit. You've got to start looking ahead. It's the only way you're going to be able to move forward in life. Otherwise, you're going to end up like my mate, who sits there and gets drunk every night and calls his mates or random people and abuses the fuck out of them because of his piss poor choices. Now I know that sounds rough for those that don't understand my situation don't understand where I come from with it but that's what it is piss poor choices lead to piss poor attitude so as as far as I'm concerned that that conversation that I had with my mate last night was terminated today and my decision to uh, to delete him off Facebook and Instagram and any other sort of avenue that I had him on had to I don't need that negativity in my life I don't need that negative bullshit because you can't make the right choices or you can't focus on your life or you can't improve what you need to improve that's not my choice that's not my problem that is not my uh, life to maintain I've got mine I've got my trial and errors I've got my fuck ups I've got my good things I've got my achievements I'm proud of a lot of things I'm disappointed in a lot of things the things that I'm disappointed in, do they do they stop me? No, I learn from them. I move forward. The things that I'm proud of, yes, I'm proud of them, but I don't let them get to me because nothing's forever. This is something that people need to start really, really fucking considering and taking into mind. Nothing is forever. Be proud, but don't be cocky. That's something that I learned the hard way. The reason I was injured, ladies and gents, is because I got cocky. Instead of double-checking shit, instead of making sure that everything was fucking done right, I chose... I chose... to make the choice of getting in and doing the job. Roll the sleeves up. Yeah, come on, boys. Yeah, come on. Let's go get this shit done. Yeah, fucking job and knock, cunt. Let's go. 
we'll crack a beer by fucking 1500 this afternoon. That was the mentality. The choice I made that day put me out of work for two years with a busted leg. It took a major accident for me to actually come full circle and realise, oh shit, every choice that we make has a consequence. Repercussions and consequences, or consequences and repercussions, however you want to word it. Everything you do has an ending. Everything you start has an ending. Think about it. That's easy for me to sit here and tell you what you need to do, but all in all, it comes down to you on how you want to do it and where you want to go with it. But I thought I'd just share that one because... That bloke has now lost a mate. Again, because of his choices. He chose to get drunk last night. He chose to get angry. He chose to message me. He chose the outcome. Now, I don't know what he set out to achieve by doing what he did last night. He's self-destructive. Being self-destructive is is definitely not a good fucking thing, and and that's what he is. He's self-destructive. He destroyed a fucking friendship. Someone who would probably back him up on a mind side or back him up in a a day-to-day scenario, he's lost that now. It's that easy, ladies and gents, like that. You can blink and you can fuck up a friendship, a relationship, anything. Your career. If you choose to not pay attention. Now, there's obviously uh, the scenario with between me and this, this mate. My thought pattern was, well, why didn't you contact me while I was injured? You I mean, you contacted me once, I told you what was going on, and never heard from you again until last night. There was nothing stopping him For that entire two years, ladies and gents, there was nothing stopping him from sending me a message or giving me a call, you know, nothing. And before you all sort of go, well, why didn't you call him? Why didn't you message him? Like I said, if I was in his town, I would send him a message and go, hey, mate, do you want to catch up? He was one of those mates. Now, we've all got those mates. Every single one of us do. We've all got those mates that, yeah, we got in contact with them on Facebook. You know, if we're in their section of town or we're in their neighbourhood, we send them a message. Hey, man, you keen? Want to have a beer? Catch up on old times. But they're not best mates. Like I said, there's, like I said before, there's a big, big difference between best mates and mates. So I want you to think about that that situation that I just said then as well. That that making choices thing. Doesn't matter if it's good choices, bad choices, in between choices, it doesn't matter. There's choices that you make will either bite you in the ass or be successful for you. You've got to plan them choices. That's it. That's it. It's all you need to do. Don't end up like my mate who just keeps making bad choices and and, and goes to t- takes it out on the wrong people. I mean, if he messaged me last night and said, hey, man, I'm not doing so good. Are you okay to chat? Maybe. Maybe I would have went, yeah, bro, what's up? Got up, 
had a chat with him on the phone, whether it was 12 o'clock, 1 o'clock in the morning, but it was his whole attitude towards the situation, his whole attitude towards contacting me and talking to me. Attitude. It's another thing I'm going to reflect on right now. Attitude is uh, it's a fickle thing. It really is. There's different variants of it. There's, uh, how do you put it? Here's a prime example. You could be at a party, right? You rock up to that party, you're in a good mood, your mates are in a good mood, you know, girls and guys, you know, girls could meet a guy, guys could meet a girl, or in between, whatever, whatever floats your boat. The whole night, your attitude's good. You're fucking, yeah, 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 this is awesome, having a fat time. The only thing you got to worry about is recovering from the hangover the next morning, right? Good attitudes have good outcomes. They do. Again, been proven scientifically. <laughs> good attitudes have good outcomes. Now, where do you think I'm going with shit attitudes? I don't even think I need to explain what a shit attitude will get you. Prime example of shit attitude, ladies and gents. I had a, uh, I had an engineer, 2018, young fella, fresh out of uni. Uh, had you know, had his girlfriend and had a awesome mining career, and you know he was he was happy. Had a great attitude. But something went wrong with his situation. And again, this, this might be choices. This might be just the way it flowed out. Who knows? Everything, like I said, there's choices. We, uh, we meet up at the airport in the morning. We're flying out to site. And I saw this young engineer walk in. I could see his lip dragging on the dirt. And I knew straight away that it was going to be a bad swing. Now, this isn't... This isn't uh, an assumption, ladies and gents, this is years and years and years of seeing the same thing happen to other people coming up the site. And I can guarantee you, you could have a team of 12, and out of that 12, one person's having a bad fucking month, everyone else is going to know about it, and everyone's going to have a bad month with that person. Now, this person came in, plonked himself down, threw his bag to the side, had his music in his ears, I turned to my boss and I said, uh, he's not coming up to site. My boss looked at me and goes, what, what do you mean? He looked over and went, ah, oh, fuck. You can just read it. It's like a fucking book, ladies and gents. You can read it. There's nothing like, oh, it's, it's, for those that know what I'm talking about, you know exactly where I'm coming from with this. You can read it like a goddamn fucking book. So my boss turned to me and says, yep. He goes, great, I don't want him up on site. We've got a crucial shutdown. I need his brain on the fucking job. If his brain's not on the job, not only will it, it could delay, but it could be dangerous too, yeah? Someone's life could be literally in danger because of his choices. So I walked up to this young fella, sat down next to him, tapped him on the shoulder, rips his earbud out, what? <laughs> That was his first response. What? 
So, wow, really? What the fuck have I done wrong to you? That was what I said to him. What the fuck have I done wrong to you? And he and he scrunched his face up. It's like, oh, I haven't got time for this. I said, no, you do. You need to hear this, and uh, you need to listen very, very carefully right now. You aren't coming up to site this week. Right. We're on, at that point, we're on a two-and-two two roster, so two weeks, 15 days on, 15 days off. That's 15 days where we have to watch him drag his lip around the site. Uh, he could get that phone call, which could fuck everything up. It was just not a good time to be up on a mine site. And there is actual practices and law that we have to follow when it comes to having personal issues at home. You have to stay the fuck home. Right? Now, when I told him he needs to stay home, he turned around and said, well, I won't get paid if I don't go up the site. And I said, well, I'd rather you not get fucking paid than us have to pay for your funeral costs or someone else's or you having to go home knowing you've killed someone because of your choices. So you're not coming up on site until you get this shit sorted, whatever it was. Now, I didn't know at the time that he'd broken up with his girlfriend. So, you know, this was all based on what I could see and read from him at that point and again ladies and gents this is from experience this ain't just looking at him and assuming this is from experience i've seen it a hundred times i've seen that same look that same walk that same uh attitude hundreds of times from other mine site employees his whole attitude, you know, because he was angry, and he just went, you know what, get fucked, you can't tell me what to do. I said, well, I can, I'm in charge, I'm, I'm, I'm the boss, I'm your leader. I can tell you to fuck off, you are not coming up on site, but I don't want it to get to that, so I need you to understand that you are not coming up to site. If you choose to come up to site, then you'll be reprimanded and you will be terminated from employment because you are now a danger to the team. It's as simple as that. Hey, ripped his bag up off the ground, he stormed off in a huff and we didn't see him. He went back home. We didn't see him for another two swings. Uh, obviously, my boss at the time, uh, he'd been in contact with this engineer, told this engineer that you know he needed to get his shit sorted um, and that's when the news came out that he'd broken up with his girlfriend, he was having a hard time adapting to it. Rah, rah, rah. This is what I'm talking about. Attitude. It doesn't matter what's happening in your life in the sense of don't... When I say it doesn't matter, don't let it affect other people's lives. Okay? The way you can do that is by not coming into work, dragging your fucking lip and making it miserable and making it fucking awkward for others. Because it does. It really does. I don't know if anyone's ever experienced that. When someone's having a bad day, you're fucking walking around on eggshells fucking hate that it drives me fucking insane either don't show up to work or go to your boss and go hey listen I'm having a really bad time at the moment can you maybe put me somewhere out of the way of other employees so I can deal with it and process time right one of the best things about working in mining as well is that there's programs there's um, beyond blue there's you know other situations you can utilize to uh, to assist you with recovering or or getting advice for certain problems, you know, even financial, relationship. There's, there's wicked programs out there that will help you with this stuff. But it all comes down to your attitude. 
Now, if this this young and if this young engineer decided, you know, if he sat there instead of like what he said, oh hey man, what's up? I'll be like, hey man, what's going on? You all good? Nah, Graham, not. I'm, I'm <laughs> you know, I'm really not too good. I just broke up with my girlfriend. I'm really struggling. I'd be like, oh, bro, well, look, tell you what, take the swing off, go home, I'll give you a call this afternoon. Let him go home. Let him just null out at home. And then call him up that afternoon. Hey, man, how are you pulling up? Oh, yeah, you know, uh, yeah, cheers for letting me have the swing off, man. Like, I managed to make a few phone calls today. I'm doing this and doing that. All right, cool. Hey, by the way, here's some programs you can jump onto. Right? It's all about attitude. If you're having a shit day, if you're having a shit month, or a shit week, shit month, shit year, attitude. The person that's not involved, it's not their fault. So don't treat them as such. You'll find that if you are having a bad time and you go to a person, you say, hey man, I'm not doing so good. You'll find that those people will turn around and help you the most. Keep that in mind. It's not an easy thing to do. I'll admit that. It's not easy to do. Like I said, I was one of those people where I'd drop the lip, walk in, and everyone else would have a bad week because I'm having a bad day. Crucial decisions were getting made, and they were shit decisions. They were shit choices. They weren't the right ones. They weren't the place ones. Projects were being delayed. No one got hurt, thank fuck, but trust me, when I think about it now, the opportunity to get someone hurt, it was there. It was relevant. So take that into consideration. It's all about your attitude. It's all about your situation. It's all about your choices. Now, as for as for my mate, as for his situation, his situation is no longer relevant to mine. I can't have that in my life. I don't want that in my life. And, you know, some of you are probably sitting there going, well, you know, maybe he's got some issues. Yeah, he does. I'll be the first to admit it. He's got issues. But I've been mates with this bloke since 2016, and I've seen his choices. I've seen the outcomes of those choices. And a lot of them were the same choices with the same outcomes. He didn't learn from them. He didn't push forward and, and, and learn from his mistakes. I can't be friends with someone like that. Because I guarantee you, there will be a fucking mistake that he makes or she makes that will bite you in the ass if you let it. So think about that for a bit. If you got one, if you got mates, even family members, family members are probably the worst for it because like you can't you can't pick your family, can you? But if you've got that negative family member, that one that just grinds at you day to day. You can see the train wreck for what it is. Unfortunately, you've got to put them at arm's length. You've got to push away. You've got to walk away from it. I've done that too. I've done that myself. I've got a cousin and an auntie that I don't talk to at all anymore. Reason being is because they made some really, really piss poor choices in their life. And they blamed everyone else for it. They didn't look at the bigger picture. They didn't look at the scenario and go, well, hang on, what am I doing wrong? They just kept blaming other people. They kept playing the victim. 
when people looked at him, they were like, you know, it wasn't that we felt sorry for him. It was like, oh, for fuck's sake, what else is going to happen? You know shit has gone pear-shaped when that comment gets made. And that's what happened with my auntie. It took literally an hour for me to cut her out of my life. I just went, nut, fuck, I've had enough of this shit. And it was all to do with a family member passing away. Now, this this family member uh, was an elderly family member. Um, I'm not going to go into names or details with this one, guys, so you know, just bear with me on this one. Um, this family member passed away from old age. Um, he had quite a... Uh, how do you put it? He had a pretty big portfolio when it came to investments and property and, and, and all bits and pieces. So he was well off, okay? He'd worked his entire life uh, right up until he was about 70. Um, and then, you know, he retired at 70, uh, lived a fucking epic life right up until he was 94. Travelled the world, got a girlfriend when he was like 89, you know, <laughs> like he'd, he'd lived a fucking great life. But the one thing, the one mistake he made was he kept helping my auntie. He kept helping her. Kept giving her money, kept giving her houses, kept giving her cars. And the entire time she was getting these things that last a year, a month, a day even. I mean, prime example, he got her a brand new car and she wrapped that around a fucking pole. Got it in the morning and wrapped it around a pole that afternoon. Choices. She made the choice to drive like a dickhead. Ended up looking like a dickhead. Now, the uh, the relative that passed away, he left nothing in the will for her. Because he'd helped her. His entire life, he'd helped her. Financially, you know, um, mentally. You know, he kept trying to teach her how to... How to push forward in life, how to be successful, to how to, how to, you know, he he took what he learned and he applied it to her. I mean, fuck, anyone else would have picked it up in the first three years, you know. Would have, fuck, the way he was teaching was almost like an apprenticeship. But her mentality was like, oh, well, whatever. If something goes wrong, I'll just call him. Now, he passed away. She had nothing. He didn't write her up in the will. He already helped her enough. The, uh, uh, I think it was like two weeks after this relative's funeral, um, I was contacted by my auntie. I was then, um, you know, I was then asked to uh, to come around and have a chat in regards to the will. I knew straight away where this conversation was going. She wanted to know what I inherited. I was going to tell her. I was going to tell her exactly what I inherited. And it wasn't what she thought it was. It was something that I appreciated. It was something that I respected. And it was something that I used to help my relative with um, quite a bit. You know, whenever I'd go see this relative, me and him would work on this uh, on this motor vehicle for quite some time. You know, have a couple of beers. Um, you know, sometimes even take it for a spin. This car was a FJ, 1945 FJ Holden Utility It was a Ute Beautiful car That car is now At the RAC Motor Museum uh, Located in Carlisle Was it Carlisle? 
or Cavisham Park, I should say. It's located in Cavisham Park. So if anyone wants to go see that FJ Holden, go to Cavisham Park, check it out. Um, it's a beautiful car. Uh, everything is uh, immaculate. Everything is, you know, original. But me and my me and my relative, we we you know we stripped it down, we built it back up together. We had beers on it. We drove it. You know, memories were made with this vehicle. And he gave it to me. He passed it down to me. When he passed away, that's what I inherited. I inherited that FJ. But knowing full well that I wouldn't be able to maintain that vehicle and not be able to devote my time like he did to it, I did the next best thing. And I gave it to the RAC Motor Museum. Uh, this was 2016. And uh, it's been there ever since. It's been taken care of. Gets its maintenance. Gets its upkeep. You know? It gets taken care of. There's people at that museum that are dedicated to those cars, so it gets the attention that it deserves. So that was a that was a really, really good decision, on my behalf. Now, um, when I told my auntie this, she spat it. First thing she said, "Well, I need a car. I could have used that car." <laughs> She could have used that car. A collectible, an iconic part of Australian history, and she was just going to use it as an A to B. -er. That was a thought pattern. That was a thought process. Ah, oh, it's just a car. Who gives a fuck? I could have used that. Why did he give it to you? Why is this happening to me? Why am I the victim? Why am I the victim? Like I said, within an hour, I was up, out of that house, in my car, cut him from my life. Her and my cousin. Now I said to Lee before I left, I told her, I said, listen, what you do and where you go and how you do it, it's all your choice. Now, Leanne was not the sharpest tool in the shed. She looked at me like I was having a go at her. When in reality, it was facts. It was fucking obvious. She didn't see it. Because she spent her entire life playing the victim. She always used to blame her ex-husband, my uncle. She used to blame him for everything that happened. When you look at my uncle, you look at his scenario, he did all right. Yeah. He moved on, he remarried, had another three kids. He's achieved what he set out to achieve. Whereas Leanne, she's still renting, she's still living in the shit box she's been living in for the last 20 years. My cousin, she lives in the back room, you know. And every single day, and I guarantee you to this day, ladies and gents, they will sit there at the back smoking cigarettes, drinking wine, blaming every other family member and every friend in their life for what's happened to them. That right there is bad attitude. That is a prime example of bad attitude. Now, I go through my day-to-day -day stuff without even giving them a thought 
nothing's ticking upstairs i can assure you it's it's done and dusted with those two and every so often every so often i'll get a message or i'll get a a phone call from either my cousin or, or my auntie i don't answer it i don't respond to it i delete it i don't even read it i don't even bother because i know it's going to be the same thing like my mate they get drunk send a stupid text make a stupid phone call Nobody needs that type of shit in their life. No one does. So if you were going through that, if you were dealing with that, you have to cut ties. You have to cut them loose. There's no way around it. There is no way through it. The only thing you can do is cut the rope and let them sink. Because if you keep that rope attached, you're going to sink with them. I guarantee it. Not an easy thing, not an easy thing to say or do. I'm not going to say it's, I'm not going to, I'm telling you right now, it's not easy. I'm not going to sit here and go, all your problems will be solved if you cut ties with your family. No. Some problems will still exist. Other problems will disappear. New problems will arise. It's a given. Like death and taxes. But, if you focus on pushing through those issues, you'll solve them. Maybe not today, maybe not next year, but you'll solve them. Time, ladies and gents. Time, the right attitude and the right choices will lead to success. Take that away from this episode, ladies and gents. Take that away. Have a look at your situation. Have a look at what's happened to you. Look at the choices leading up to some of the bad and some of the good go from there anyway that concludes this episode i'm going to try and get uh try and get some more episodes done ladies and gents i promise you that um i'm going to try and get some more people included as well um obviously down the track uh i'm going to start looking at uh, maybe doing some video uh podcasts um so yeah who knows we'll see where we go with this um Got a little bit of time up my sleeve now, which is good. And uh, yeah, like I said, this episode today was more like a reflection point, right? I want you guys to sort of go now, sit down, have a think, analyze your friends, analyze your family, you know, but analyze the ones that you feel are just dragging you down because of their choices, you know. Think about it. You know, have a look at the mates that are that are striving to do their best, and yeah, they might be fucking up, but they're learning from those fuck ups. They're they're the mates, you know, the ones that admit to their fuck ups, the ones that don't play the victim. You know, the one that mate that goes, yeah, look, I fucked up, I got arrested last night, and it was my fucking fault. But I, you know, what have I learned from this? Don't do that again. You know, that's the type of mate you want to fucking have, or the type of family member you want to have in your corner, one that takes the fucking blame for his actions, takes responsibility, right? Takes ownership. That's the right attitude you want to focus on. That's the right attitude you want around you. Yeah. Sounds about right. <laughs> anyway, you mad buggers. Uh, thanks for joining. And uh, kick off with another episode shortly. Catch ya.